Hello, everyone. And we're back on another Thursday. That's right, another Thursday. Why, you ask? Because me. It's my fault this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's right, exactly. I have to go out of town this weekend. And I was like, oh shit, like I thought about that on Tuesday. I'm like, oh shit, I have to go out of town this weekend. <laughs> better, better call Bell Mars and <laughs> figure something out. Uh, so here we are on the busiest week of my life. Um, but let's talk about you first, Belmars. How was your week? I've been going good. I have been doing this lift program called Strong Curves. Ooh, yes. um, I'm on week three right now. Jeez. So I, I'm starting to lift heavy because so I do want to go probably in detail about the myths and facts about women who exercise and do different lifts. Yeah. So I look forward to this episode. Yes, it's a uh, it's a uh, called Women Who Work uh, for everybody who is curious. Um, my week has been work in a totally different sense in that like work has been hella busy, <laughs> hella like since yesterday really more yeah really more yesterday because everybody decided that Wednesday was the day to drop everything on my <laughs> fucking head. Okay, and I was like, what? okay so basically I've had to like tell myself to chill out and one of the topics that I'm really excited to talk about today is um how like women who work in the workplace so we're going to talk about women who work in the workplace and women who work working out and then maybe when we get to relationships we'll talk about women who work on themselves if you know what I mean (laughs) but first um our favorite, uh, our favorite, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't talk. Do you see how terrible my brain is? Um, our favorite segment, uh, the good, the bad, and Kellyanne Conway is looking uglier and uglier by the day. Girl, she's stuck in a rock in a hard place, so I feel like it's kind of hard for people to put their relationship out on them thinking, okay, your husband's attacking your boss, your boss attacking your husband. And you're kind of standing by, I mean, who are you going to choose, the man you love or the man you married? <laughs> that was great. I know, I'm so horrible at that. But it's not a lie. Where is the lie? I, no lies have been detected. Yeah, so, like, uh, if y'all didn't know, um, George Conway and Donald Trump have been feuding like they're fucking married uh, for the past, like, what, couple of days or something like that? Yeah, like, over the weekend... Um, Trump's been going on a whole Twitter storm. He's been attacking SNL, even though it was a rerun, so he got pissed off over old stuff. Yeah, like, that's what I said. I'm like, but there was no new SNL, like, skip this weekend. Yeah, I have that story, too. Let, uh, uh, we'll pull that one up to you. But, yes, he said, should Federal Election Commission and or FCC look into SNL <laughs> and they got like a clip up of what's his face Alec Baldwin playing Trump I fucking love Alec Baldwin like side note um he's my favorite white man um but um so apparently this uh, this weekend he uh the show re-aired a an episode um and Trump felt like he had to also re-air his grievances about um you know snl and how he's a big fucking baby uh so he tweeted it's truly incredible that shows like saturday night live 
not funny slash no talent can spread spend all of their time knocking the same person me over and over without so much of a mention of the other side like an advertisement without consequences same with late night shows which first of all bitch they mock everyone what are they talking about there yeah, they mock hill dog they mock bernie sanders exactly they mock ocasio cortez they did that whole sketch about democrats in the, in the <laughs> office like what are you they did that whole sketch mocking democrats for the next election <laughs> like what are you talking about and just it's really more of like and it's it's killing me because how are you gonna be all like oh, um, it's just it the hypocrisy is just it stinks like because how are you gonna be all like oh there's good people on both sides when one side is normalized people who are not tolerant of Nazis and the other side is fucking Nazis <laughs> but when somebody makes fun of you which they rightly should because you're a piece of fucking work. You're like, oh my God, a federal investigation bureau should look into you because you mocked me over and over. Like, bitch, please go sit down somewhere. Yes, and also, another thing that our wonderful president did, he signed an executive order for campus free speech. So Wait, how are you going to be like campus free speech? Wait, about what? Wait, go on. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, under the guy. Okay, so he decided to sign free speech. He said, under the guy's free speech codes and safe faces and trigger warnings, these universities have tried to restrict free thought and impose total conformity and shut down voice of great young Americans. Trump said at the signing ceremony. All that's changing starting right now. We're dealing with billions and billions and billions of dollars. Because he was saying, because this is, I think, is a response to that a lot of college campuses are restricting uh, conservative voices. Um, I don't think that's necessarily uh, true. That's not true. They're restricting, um, like, total, like, extremist right-wing voices, which, and probably extremist left-wing voices, too, let's be real. Like, they're yeah. not just letting people walk around be, and be all like, I don't even know, what it, would an extreme left-wing voice say? That we should all, I don't know, live as flower children in a cult or something? Like, nobody's letting somebody say that on campus, just like they're not letting somebody say, oh, let's kill all of the non-white people in, on yeah. Earth. Like, and let's not forget, I think Turning Point USA, I think they run all the young conservative voices, what Candace Owens is a part of. Gross. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they just were the ones that uh, decided to go dress up in diapers to own the libs on college campuses I, you know how? you guys are babies and you guys need a safe space and thinking really but that just makes you look dumb <laughs> yeah you're That's, really owning the libs now. yeah wow what what a what a serving you've given to me <laughs> that makes no sense but how are you going to sign a bill for free speech for colleges and you won't let a comedy show make fun of you which is also under free speech it's protected under like free speech the amendment the first amendment like bitch what it's just oh, the hypocrisy is just okay. amazing and according to the article on the hill.com yes let's see the okay so Trump announced his intent to sign his director during a righteous speech earlier this month at the Conservative Political Action Company. He made it official on Thursday, portraying the decision as a part of a broader crusade to protect the rights of conservatives and others who have been complaining of restrictive atmosphere on college campuses. 
Today's action is the beginning of our efforts to protect free speech, Trump said. No, I get it. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I get it. It's because he's like, I see you, little people. People are also doing this to me, too. They're telling (laughs) me to shut up, and they're making fun of me on SNL. So let me sign a bill so that you can feel like you're being heard. (laughs) I can't. Go on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. They say, Senator... Okay, so Senator Lamar Alexander, a Republican from Tennessee, the chairman of Senate Health, Edu- Health Education, Labor, and Pension Committee, expressed concerns about Trump or lawmakers debating what can and what can't be said on college campuses. The U.S. Constitution guarantees free speech. Federal courts define and enforce it. Department just can weigh in, Alexander said in a statement. Conservatives don't like it when we judge try to write laws, and conservatives should not like when lecturers and AC try to rewrite the Constitution. Exactly. Like, how are you going to, like, introduce a... A law that already exists? (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking there is right of free speech that if I say something about the president, the government can't come after me. Unless I say I'm going to kill President Trump. Yeah, exactly. I mean, then, of course, the government can come after me. I can't say, well, free speech, bro. I mean... Yeah, that's a threat to somebody's life. But if I say I hate that motherfucker's uh, fucking hair or something, what do you... You can't do anything to me. Like, that's my opinion. It's not like I'm, like, changing facts or something <laughs> i mean the, i mean the only time where ever changed i mean if you work for a company or you're part of a club or a business that said okay you can't talk about political stuff then yeah it's on you to get fired right get down like that's and everybody knows that that's common sense if you're an adult like but you can't it's just it really just shows and we can tie this all back to like conway like george conway basically telling him that his mental condition is getting worse because he has narcissistic uh personality disorder which i mean the thing and the thing about it is that's just so funny to me is that like i mean not that it's true not that it's you know, like, it is. It's obviously true. Like, he literally makes everything about him. Like, that whole episode wasn't even about him. But the part that they aired, he was just like, oh, that's all he saw. Like, that's all <laughs> he saw of the episode. He, everything is about him. And it's just like, it just goes back to, like, dude, get a life. <laughs> like, everything is not about you like i know you're president right now and you're really like you're probably getting off to it every night that people have something to say about you every single waking moment of the day but this is all gonna eventually end okay either with you dead which i'm not saying is gonna like happen soon or you not being president anymore or like, him being elected out of it i'm thinking stay yeah. positive for 2020 he's right stay positive for 2020 but it's just like like this is this whole thing is petty like between him and george conway like if y'all didn't know what george said let me like recap for you um so uh it started when like trump basically tweeted out that george conway often referred to as mr kellyanne conway (laughs) which i've never heard that said by anyone except him so again narcissistic personality disorder by those who know him, is very jealous of his wife's success and angry that I, with her help, didn't give him the job he so desperately wanted. Sorry. I just oh, yeah. And that. also another thing funny about that, because the Daily Show actually pointed out that he actually turned on from down thinking, thank you for this job offer, but I'm not ready to leave the private set. So he turned on from down. Again. Exactly. Again, 
all narcissistic personality disorder just make it up facts to make yourself look better but um i barely know him but just take a look a stone cold loser and a husband from hell right um he called him a whack job and that he's doing a tremendous disservice to his wife which i mean kelly and conway looks like if um death like froze over so whatever um and she probably has like a heart as black as coal <laughs> but not no you don't mean not say black it's doing it a service to all black people it's a cart that's probably just a shriveled just so small it's worse than the grinches in how the grinch stole christmas um but so basically and then george was like you're nuts which same friend same energy okay um and he basically was like, yeah, this guy has narcissistic personality disorder. He put the definition of it up on tw on Twitter to be all like, yeah, just in case you didn't know. And he's like, his condition is getting worse, which, <laughs> I mean, I'm no medical professional, but can't disagree. Um, and so, of course, Kellyanne Conway is in the middle of, of all this. And it sounds like she's really taking Trump's side right now because she's like, um... Trump left it alone for months for out of respect for me, but she's like, do you think he shouldn't respond with somebody a non-medical professional accusing him accuses him of having a mental disorder, which let's just pause real quick and bring back up the fact that like I think at least 50 medical professionals with like degrees and schooling and all of that actually came out at one point and was like, yeah, this guy clearly has a mental disorder. <laughs> But whatever, let's just ignore that, Kellyanne, and <laughs> and just call your husband a whack job, which, um, okay. Um, so, of course, um, this keeps going back and forth, um, and now Kellyanne Conway is stuck between an orange lizard man and a short... I, well, there's nothing. Well, he's on. like a full size Danny DeVito. Yeah. I was stuck there from the show, but I love it. Yeah, full size Danny DeVito and a green lizard alien. Uh, oh, I said green. I meant orange. See, do you see how fried my brain is? Yeah, candidate bone spurs. Exactly. And on top of that, he also attacked John McCain. I mean, a dead man. He's been dead for seven months. I was just saying, like, it's still fresh. Like, I don't like Megan McCain. Like, she's not my favorite person. But I still wouldn't be bringing up her daddy when he just died. Like, I, I'm not going to sit up here and praise John McCain. Like, whatever. He's another old white man. Old, <laughs> decrepit white. But, but I'm also not going to sit up here and be all like, like, you know, like, just slander his name after he's yeah. dead. Like, I mean, if you want to attack, like, okay, the bill that he signed, the bills he didn't sign. Right. Yeah, that's fair game. But you're, like, attacking him personally. Like, he's not a warrior. I'm thinking, really? That's kind of... That's kind You're not either. You basically, uh, like... You basically claimed flat-footedness so that you could get out of the fucking war. Like, don't try to sit up here and think you're holier than thou. Go sit down somewhere. Just... It's just like, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, uh, Kellyanne girl, good fucking luck. Um, choose Trump if you want to, but that man will drop you like a hot potato when he feels like he don't need you no more. Which he probably won't, because if you keep getting worse, you know he don't surround himself with ugly women. So you go, <laughs> oh, 
Boom. Great. All right. Well, usually he just goes for a younger model. But. Exactly. He'll probably get a younger, uh, oh my God. You know what I just thought of? Mm-hmm. You know how, like, succubi and, like, incubi, like, suck out the souls of people slowly over time? <laughs> <laughs> and they just look worse and worse and more and more wrinkled? Is that what he's fucking doing? To- <gasps> Maybe that's why Melania won't hold his fucking hand. <laughs> Anyway, moving on um, to other news in, that has happened this week. Um, over here in Texas, we had a fucking natural disaster. Oh. Yes. So, um, it's a lot of people want to say it's Houston, but let you know that Houston's huge. We just call it the greater area Houston. Yeah, like it was really technically Deer Park, which everyone is going to be like, where is that? Um, it's near Pasadena. And then you'll be like, where is that? And I'm going to be like, Galveston, bitch. It's, like, close to Galveston. In between Galveston and Houston, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, earlier this week, they were at the Intercontinental Terminal Company, a.k.a. ITC. They had a chemical fire. Yes. And their giant drums. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it was burning for, like, two days, three days. Oh, uh, yeah. It. Uh, hold on. Let me go down. It says it was... Oh, yeah. It's 20 miles east of Houston, just as a side note. And it was burning for... Ooh, I want to say, like, two to three days. Uh, yeah, they put the fire out. Because I didn't see the plume of smoke anymore yesterday. So, it started about... Uh, it started on Saturday. Yeah. Ooh, maybe it was five. Because it started on Saturday. And yeah. I think they finally put it out, like, either Tuesday night or Wednesday morning early, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it's been five days. Um, and, of course, that caused mass chaos because there's this giant plume of smoke in the air that you can see for miles that was blowing basically into the, the, main, the main city, so into Houston. Um, it avoided us over here where we are, but um, it was blowing into there. And you could see it, like... Well, you could see it from where we were, like, going towards Houston. Yeah, it broke out Sunday morning. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Uh, I couldn't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so people were like, for days, they were like, oh, it's because it was a benzene fire. Um, yeah, I mean, first originally it was toluene. And I thought, okay, should be fine. And then they say, okay, it should be mostly fine right. right now. It won't go in the bay, but then a lot of black tars start running off into the bayou. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend at the TCEQ who probably has her hands full right now. We should take care of, like, yeah. Good luck, girl. My, the, my company, like, we, uh, that's one of the, um, that's one of the clients. So, of course, like, I've been hearing a little <laughs> bit about that, <laughs> like, all week. But, um... Yeah, so, um, yeah, because at first it was just one. Right. One caught fire on Sunday, and then it spread to, I want to say, to three, three in total. Um, Yeah, because I think, like, seven caught on fire. Ew. Yeah, so, oh, this this is not a good article, because it does not give. Throughout Wednesday, local and federal officials had assured the public that the air, oh, well, air quality, yeah, it's as a, as a, as a side note, air quality was one of the things that people were starting to, like, freak out about, because they were like, because somebody had put out on Facebook, of course, that they knew somebody at the company, like a manager, and they were like, it's poisonous, or, or not poisonous, um, it's Hazardous. cancerous, somebody was oh. like, cancerous, they went all the way to cancerous, and so people, of course, were like, oh my god, how your kids, 
hide your mama. Like, of course, <laughs> um, they're like, put a face mask on, right? All of this. Um, so, um, ooh, shelter in place order. Oh, on Thursday? Benzing link at the storage facility where the fire occurred. The Deer Park Fire Department posted a statement. Air quality readings had crossed our very conservative standards and that officials were again telling residents to take shelter out of uh, an abundance of caution. So they wouldn't say exactly what the benzene could possibly do to people, but they were like, maybe you should stay inside. <laughs> yeah, because work with benzene, since it's something simple that we have to work in organic chemistry, I mean, mm -hmm. generally you want to work in a ventilated area and work with benzene because mm -hmm. it could give you headaches and lightheadedness, mm -hmm. but that's in a controlled environment, but with this that's not controlled, um, let's see, they said, according to the IDC, benzene was detected in Deer Park early Thursday. Okay, so the American Cancer Society said benzene is a crowded, flammable liquid with a sweet odor. Odor. It's also known as a carcinogen, known that has been linked to leukemia and other blood cancers. So mm. benzene, I guess, can be cancerous. Yes, but what? But in what quantities is actually is the the best question. Um, but um. So other symptoms include drowsiness, dizziness, rapid or irregular heartbeat, headaches, tremors, confusion unconsciousness, probably at, like, super high levels, death. Yeah. But high levels constitute vomiting, irritation of stomach, dizziness, sleepiness, convulsions, rapid heartbeat, and also at super high levels, death. <laughs> and again, death. But um, I haven't heard anything about anyone dying or anything like that. But, yeah, it was a, it was a real... It was real uh, bad for a little bit, uh, but it's finally been put out. You know, of course, they had to drain all of the the tanks so they could uh, quickly uh, fix the problem and so they could get back into a commission. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, there were several places. Galena Park, um, Deer Park. Um, Baytown. Baytown. Because yeah. I used to work out in the area when I worked at Big Name Oil Company. Mm -hmm. At insert Big Name Oil Company here. Yeah. Um, and even before I worked up, there's a lot of oil parks. Because in Deer Park and Baytown, they have like the biggest oil reserves in the country. Mm -hmm. Shell has their biggest oil reserves there. I think Exxon has one of their bigger ones. Um, I think I forgot what the other oil company name is. Chevron. Um. um it's not working so much. Val Valero? Possibly Valero, but there's a lot of oil companies and then the other indie ones. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's tons of oil companies. But, yes, if you were wondering how everybody over here is doing, uh, as far as I know, everyone is doing fine. Nobody, right. I haven't heard any of my friends say anything. Yeah, my aunt from overseas, so like, oh, is everything okay? I'm thinking, yes, it's fine. Like, you sure? Heard it's dying explosion. I'm thinking no one's hurt. We're all fine. We're all fine. We're all fine. All right. Well, let me get some other news. Uh, let me see what else. I know I have something else in here that I can't remember. Oh, um, no, these are all for our main topic. Oh, uh, yes, finally on uh, New Zealand. Hmm. New Zealand announced that they were because they had a mass shooting at. Um, yes, uh, New Zealand Prime Minister just, I'm going to say his name so wrong, Jacinda Ar Arden, 
Ardor? No, wait, that's a one. Announced the ban on all military-style semi-automatic weapons and assault rifles just days after the country experiences the worst mass shooting of all time at Christchurch. Um, it will be put into law by April 11th, and it's introducing a gun buyback program with lawful cash incentives to those who are still in possession of illegal weapons. It's estimated to cost anywhere between the New Zealand equivalent of 100 to 200 million dollars, which is in U.S. 69 to 138 million dollars. Um, and then there's going to be an, an amnesty period. Um, so yeah, um, I think they did the same thing in Australia and it yeah. didn't work. Mm -hmm. I mean, probably one makes you like, yeah, Australia's really flexing on us getting work done versus not doing thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Right. Somebody, I rem I think I saw somebody actually tweet that. They're like, oh, do they even try thoughts and prayers? And I was like, wow, the sarcasm is strong with this one. I love it. Um, yeah, so it's made immediate changes to licensing regu regulations, which will make it more difficult for buyers to get their hands on assault weapons. Um, the New Zealand Governor General Patsy Reddy has decided in order to reclassify some automatic, semi-automatic weapons as military-style semi-automatic weapons. So, yes, here you go. Women working. Women getting shit done in New Zealand. Why haven't we done this? Because there ain't enough fucking women. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that, but also props to Egg Boy who attacked that one New Zealand um representative he said the reason why there was an attack on muslims because muslims were coming into this country and then the boy with the egg i think he's like 17 just slapped him with an egg i love it yeah props to you egg boy yeah there there's been a gofundme which raised over a hundred thousand for him and he decided to donate mostly to the victims of the yes. New Zealand shooting yes i love it great stories coming out of new zealand so take notes people um america fucking take notes i mean we did try to do the bio buyback program in America, but it didn't work. Sadly, people were just selling their old or broken guns. Because Americans are fucking ridiculous. And of course, everyone has guns for multiple reasons. Some people use it for hunting. Some people use it for defense. But my whole thing is like, if you hunt animals, you don't need a semi-automatic weapon. Like, you're not actually hunting, you're slaughtering. And well, that's like not... What if I want to get rid of wild boars on my property? You can get, like, a shotgun, you crazy person. You don't need a rapid-fire gun to do that. It means you're not actually a hunter. It means you're a terrible shot. Anybody in my family <laughs> who are all, like, avid hunters will tell you none of them own, like, assault rifles. You know why? Because they actually know how to fucking hunt. <laughs> you backwoods-ass... Honky tonk ass white people. Anyway, moving on. Um, any more news, Belmars, before we move on to our topic of the day? Let's see. They're looking at uplifting news. Yeah, let's say something nice before we go to break because you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did find this one mm -hmm. about. Why are you holding me in suspense? Don't do that. Let's see. For World Down Syndrome Day in Atlanta, Ooh, Georgia, okay. a man with Down Syndrome has been honored for working for McDonald's for 27 years. Yeah, you go, boy. That's longer than I've been alive. Yeah, it's great. We should honor all people no matter what their disability is. Mm -hmm, indubitably. 
Except if you're Donald Trump and you have narcissistic personality disorder. And also by a woman for the first time, Mathematics' most prestigious prize has been awarded to a woman, Karen Oldbeck. Yes! So I'm going to go open the article. It's written by CNN. Yay, CNN. So I don't want to realize, so yes, women in mathematics. Because I remember this one mathematician woman saying that anytime women try math, like if a man gets a math problem wrong, like, man, you suck at math. But when a woman gets a math problem like wrong, it's like, man, you women suck at math. Exactly. It's just like, what the fuck? We're not, we don't all suck at math. Like, just because, listen, this will show you the dichotomy between Belmars and I. I suck at math. I'm not good. At, I've never been good at math. Like, I had to use a calculator earlier for simple like multiplication okay because my brain was like what math don't do it um but belmars is great at math okay yeah, it went all the way up to calculus exactly and i got like days and all math i mean some mm-hmm. statistics i hate statistics with the passion but- statistics is the only math i can do see there you go <laughs> only math i can do but i absolutely love calculus it seems like you're either good at one or the other never both but if you are both hats off to you hats off to you see but that just tells you like we women are not all the same you stupid cunt um (laughs) we we have differences and it just so happens that i'm bad at math but that doesn't make me a typical woman it just means that i don't like numbers (laughs) i'd rather deal with words um but yeah, kudos to the woman. What's what's her name again? Karen? Karen Olbeck. Good job, Karen. You can come to the cook-off. Yes. Don't bring potato salad. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so Karen Olbeck, she's a uniter of ge- geometry and analysis. She wins the Abel Prize, founder of modern geometrics analysis, produced some of the most dramatic events in math in the last 40 years. She's the first woman to be awarded this top honor. Yes. Quant and Tarfield Mathematics was awarded the Ego Prize and announcement made from Oslo. The prize, created by Norwegian Academy of Science and Letters back in 2000, widely viewed as the mathematical equivalent of the Nobel Prize. Inspired a generation of mathematics, said Francois Lavrier of the University of Collège d'Azur in France. I probably mispronounced that. I loved every second of it. <laughs> Farnham Drew said that she's a bit overwhelmed now that she learned about the prize and some things that she can hold herself together for it. She was born in 1942 in Cleveland, was a huge reader, so which proved that you make kids read at a young age. Exactly, yes. My kids are going to be reading from the womb. Yeah, but she didn't become deeply interested in mathematics until she enrolled in freshman honors math course at the University of Michigan. Oh, man, university. Kid, girl. It's the structure... Elegance and beauty of mathematics struck me immediately. I lost my heart in it. Yes. She wrote a book, Mathematicians and Outer View of the Inner World. Mathematics research had another feature appealing in her time. It's something you can work in solitude if you wish. In her early life in 1997, she regarded anything to do with people's bit of a horrible profession. So she hated working with people. I can right. understand that. Yeah, girl. Energy. The same kind sometimes. Yes. Yes. She, in 1960, she graduated at Brandeis University, which she chose Richard Palais for her advisor. Spawn was the most uncharted territory line between analysis, a generation of calculus, and topology and geometry, which is the study of structure and shape. She was attracted to the area between things. It's like jumping off a deck where you didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, that's crazy, but you go, girl. Yes, girl. Yes. Work it. Who runs the world? Yes, so one of her most famous countries was her theory of predictive mathematics inspired by soap bubbles. 
<gasps> soap bubbles. Yeah, I love thin soap curved surface area of the soap is an example of a minimal surface, a surface that forms itself into a shape that takes at least the amount of area. Examining how these surfaces behave can help researchers better understand a wide, a wide amount of phenomena across a wide array of scientific studies. So I guess one thing is just really the mathematic study of soap bubbles, which is pretty damn cool. I love bubbles. So mm. cheers to you, women in math. Women Yay. getting stuff done. Yeah, women get shit done, y'all. Yeah, and she won a cash award for this prize, six million Norwegian crowns. Hell yes. Which is seven hundred thousand dollars. Well, still some money, girl. <laughs> but and you made it. So oh, and she's actually a professor at the University of Texas. Woo! Yes, work it. Well, that sounds like um, an amazing thing, and it's a great segue into women who work, but we're going to take a break real quick because I'm so parched. All right? <laughs> Hold on one And we're back. And yes, we are back. And I guess it's like here, so are women who work. It's time for women who work. Um, so uh, do you want to start with women who work out or women who work it out <laughs> and the job? Okay. So I'm guessing women who work out. So those you don't know, I guess we're probably not really open. That both uh, Nikki Alley and me, Bell Mars, speaking of third person now, are <laughs> both working out, doing different programs. As yes. I said earlier, I am doing um, uh, this one um, lifting book. Uh, damn, I need to get my words back in order. But it's I like am lifting weights. According to this program called Strong Curves. Mm -hmm. And it's for women who want to build and develop their body by lifting weights. So for a longest of time, I always hear that, oh, if women want to lift weights, they're going to get manly and bulky and everything like those women. So probably Arnold Schwarzenegger would Like, yeah, like a weight, women bodybuilders and stuff like that. Uh, but, like, bitch, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> Talk to a medical professional. Like, in order to get that type of body, you have to, like, maintain, like, a a crazy amount of intensity. You have to build up to that. That doesn't just take... And me lifting this five-pound dumbbell is not going to give me the definition that that woman had. She, and she can lift tires. I couldn't even lift a tire <laughs> with my whole body, okay? <laughs> well, even women do lift women. That usually women that take like that, you have to work... Four years, they have to have like a low amount of body fat, exactly. and we already have a lot of body fat right I mean, now. So much body fat, only. <laughs> so you need a low amount of body fat, and some of them probably have to like take hormones, like raise the testosterone. Women naturally don't have a lot of testosterone. Indubitably, but yeah. Side note: we all have testosterone and estrogen. Like, <laughs> if a man ever tells you, like, uh, like he has estrogen in his body, like get over it, bitch. If you feel feminine, like. <laughs> So I have been lifting heavy. I realize how strong my butt is. Um, yeah, I'm lifting like 85 <laughs> pounds with my butt. So Hell that's yeah. nice. So I have been lifting like three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So hopefully I'm trying to lose weight. But also it's great feeling that I'm strong. I am with my father and brother. So feeling that I'm strong, don't need anyone. Oh, get body people at the gym. That's right. Independent. I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? Okay. So, yeah. So, so what is like, what does it entail? Like, what do the, 
what what do you, do you have to do anything special for this like program like well how do you one, work up generally one is all about perfect form so mm -hmm. when you do like glute bridges you have to be make sure your body's in try to activate your butt mm -hmm. and one thing i learned that the butt is a very lazy organ <laughs> that's what we talk about yeah so sometimes when i'm trying to do squats my thighs take over because your butt has to go back fall asleep but it's hella hella strong so generally they want you to make sure your diet's intact. They want to eat at least 0.8 to 1 gram of protein mm. for your body weight. But since I'm a little bit heavier, um, so I usually like to eat at my goal weight. So I only have to eat like 108 grams of uh, protein a day. I track it using my fitness pal. I mean, it was down yesterday. So I like to track my calories and jump with that. Mm. So thinking, talk about form, because the earlier record um, works about form, and then start going heavier. Since I used to be an athlete so, um, back in, like, middle school, mm -hmm. then shot playing discus, so I was hella strong. Ugh. Hell yeah, girl. So what you do, they want you to lift weights, like, three, four times a week. I like to do three, so I just do weights, cardio, weights, cardio. Today's mm -hmm. going to be a cardio day, but I feel lazy. I, listen, so I started my workout again this week because, listen, like, you won't believe it, but this bitch used to be, like, way, like, less weight than I am right now, um, and my body, and I thought, like, restarting it, I would be, like, exhausted, but, like, the first day I did it, like, I started on Monday, the first day I did it, I came back, and I was like, oh, yeah, what else can I do? Like, I was so energized, I was like, oh, yeah. My body was sore. I'm like, yes, all the weights. I'm again, right? Um, so in oh side sidebar, the the office of the, you know who has been like trying to bribe me by to get mints with chocolate, and I'm like, bitch, I'm trying to lose weight so that I can fit in this bridesmaid's dress. Um, and by August, okay, so I need you to stop trying to tempt me with chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I guess it also started because my SO and I, we actually made a bet. Everything he, with you was a fucking bet. <laughs> my brother said the same thing, so. Because um, he's smart. Because he said recently he got a job and has a gym, a uh, new internship, and he got a gym in it. So mm -hmm. I said, let's make a bag where it's going to look the best by our... Uh, Which is very, like, let's, like, sidebar, that's very subjective. Like... Well, we <laughs> decided lose the most weight. Okay, I was about to say, like, look the best. Obviously, yours are going to win before this evening starts, because you're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. That makes no sense. <laughs> so, lose the most weight. Okay. So, so far, uh, my starting weight is, like, 188. Right now, I'm at 177, according to this morning. Girl, that's what I'm trying to get. 188, not 177. Well, I should... I think technically be around 160, something. Yeah, well, my healthy weight's around like 110 to 140. So I'm actually gaining for 130 because one thing I did is actually looked up my height and weight because mm -hmm. I'm thinking I'm going to be 110. But then I saw someone at 5'4 who's like 130. I'm thinking, damn, she looks fine. I think I'm probably like more naked pictures of black women than my boyfriend. Hell so, yeah, girl. Because we're fooling them. Yeah, because it was um, bla um Black Girl Fitness. Oh, Afro Girl Fitness. It was Ooh. like a lot of inspiration pictures of black women working out. I'm thinking body goals. I want to do that. Hell yeah, girl. Me. 
So lifting weights, and a lot of them do lift weights to have that strong, muscular look. I'm thinking, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to be, like, skinny, okay? Because I have, like, curves. I mean, yeah, I can lose some stomach, lose a little bit of boobs, but I still like my curves. I need to lose a lot of boob and, like, a lot of stomach. Because <laughs> I have, listen, my grandmother once told me that I have no ass. Like, when I started, like, jogging, like, a lot, she was like, oh, you're going to lose what you already got. And I was like, well, damn, mommy. Like, you didn't have to say it like that shit. Um, but, yes, I started working out because I tried my bridesmaid's dress on on Sunday and it did not fit. <laughs> and I can't take it back. So I was like, well, there's all the motivation I need. <laughs> so I started eating better. Like, my fit, I haven't really made a fitness plan. But my fitness plan, like, last time I didn't make one either and I lost, like... 20 something odd pounds without even noticing so my like goal is to like basically just eat better and like work out consistently and like weigh myself every like like by like no not bi-weekly bi-week yeah bi-weekly it just to like see every two weeks yeah so just to like figure out where I am and like adjust accordingly like I'm not trying to like because I know I'm gonna psych myself out or something so yeah mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more technical because I'm I guess it's really bad some people say don't weigh yourself every day because I'm thinking huh I gained weight see yeah like that's the difference like I think between that's the other like look another dichotomy like she needs numbers I need feeling okay <laughs> I, need, I need feelings I'm like do I feel good today yes okay um because I, I mean like the diet part has been going pretty well like I haven't eaten any like crap so that's like been really good like empty carbs or whatever so that's been really good i probably still need to cut down on like bread or whatever because i have yeah. been so yeah another so. thing i was born about eating is just really this quality of the carbs because i yeah. guess you can't really cut out all carbs oh yeah I mean, you can probably just switch from like white to brown yeah bang, bang call me up boys exactly <laughs> white to brown so for you whole wheat or if you do eat carbs try to eat fruit so i'm adding more fruit i actually got more recipes for like green smoothies Ooh, i'm thinking i'm trying to like build like recipes right now like okay we have this problem in my house my dad is obsessed with like sweet and salty shit like uh because he's a man um so like of course my mom will like buy him these things so he'll stop crying because he's (laughs) <laughs> um so but she's all like oh we need to make healthy stuff so i've been trying to do like these healthy alternatives like like um like peanut butter energy bars like where you combine like well i want to like switch from peanut butter like almond butter like slowly go like more like yeah. healthier healthier like but in, like you can put like like dark chocolate in it mm-hmm. or like fruit or in stuff like that so i've been starting off with things that aren't totally great but it's like oatmeal like peanut butter like dark chocolate or semi-sweet chocolate marshmallows like that's the last thing I made and then I'm slowly gonna cut stuff out and put other stuff in like this week I'm gonna put dried raspberries in it mm-hmm. or this week I'm gonna put like almonds in it like uh, a almonds. good investment that our family did is actually getting the soda stream mm-hmm so, like, sometimes I really love sodas, and it's just really, and I guess my technical mind thinking, okay, I like sodas, but how can I make this healthier? I right. do like the fizzy taste. Mm-hmm. I do like lemon lime, so I can just put an actual lemon juice and get mm-hmm. some fruit and just flavorize that. Or probably just, like, put some fruit in it and mm-hmm. just, like, carbonate it, and mm-hmm. then the fruit just kind of, like... 
disperse in it. Disperse. So, I love that. And when I do gain weight, I'm thinking, huh, why did I gain this weight? Is it because the extra sodium or is the extra bad carbs, like the white carbs or processed right. sugar? Right. So I'm trying to track my calories, also track my macro, because you guys also has a lot more things into it so right see i can't do all that shit because my <laughs> brain is not like cut out for that like i so i'm what i'm probably probably gonna try to do like not this week because we don't have time but next week i think i'm gonna like stockpile fruit to like because i used to do like those detox waters oh, where yeah. i would cut fruit up and like put it and let it sit for like 24 hours so it could get all the flavors and then i would like like bring like like whatchamacallits of water i just actually got like a a new like tumbler mm. so i could put it in there and it'll stay cold so like i would like fill up a tumbler every morning with water to take there so i would remember to drink and then i put a couple of like the pieces of fruit in there so like if i refill my water i'd still have the fruit and i still get some of the taste so mm. I love detox water. And one thing also about working out that I found through my research, because, you know, me being a nerd and all, <laughs> that usually a lot of people say which is better, weights or uh, weights resistance training or cardio. It's a mixture. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in cardio, you burn more doing um, during the workout. So let's say you go walk, jog, you burn like 400 calories. Mm-hmm. So you burn more calories working out doing cardio, but there's weights you don't burn as much. But there is an afterburn, so right. you probably burn more calories just sitting on your butt watching TV. Right. Because that afterburn it kind of speeds up your metabolism a little bit more, since you kind of break down your muscle, and make it go. Because after lifting weights, you do get sore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It. So yeah, you have to do a like a combination of like workouts depending on what you're trying to do and what like your health concerns are like I did a lot of presentations on this when I was in and I think the best one is HIIT high intensity interval training Mm -hmm. yeah which kind of gets the best of weights well resistance training and cardios where you like work out for like 30 minutes jog like well sprint for 30 seconds and then walk for 30 seconds sprints but it gets you really winded Right, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to work up to that right now. Like that's what so I typically try like what I've been doing this week is thirty minutes of like outside time, mm-hmm. which is like which is good. Like you need everybody go outside. Yeah. Um it's good. So like I'll do like um I'll walk like this track behind our like our houses. Mm-hmm. Um and so like I'll typically like and if you're like, Oh, what if I don't remember like and I don't wanna listen to a timer? What you can do is actually like listen to a song. Yeah. And, like, what I do to, like, work myself up to it is um, I'll listen to a verse, mm-hmm. and then when the chorus comes on, I run. Yeah. When the chorus goes off, you stop running. Right. Like, basically, like, and then so, like, I did, like, and if you're, like, oh, but I can't do that immediately, you work up to it. So, like, every, like, I change it up. Like, for the first song, I'll run during the first chorus, and then yeah. I won't, I'll, like, or like lightly jog for the second chorus and then I won't run the third. So it's like you kind of like switch it up and that's how you make it a little more like less about how you have to think about it because then your body gets into a rhythm. It's like, oh, no, I have to jog. No, yeah. I have to. And then sometimes I'll jog without thinking about it and I'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> like I'll be like a mile away from where I was. I'll be like, oh, hey. <laughs> Legs burn, but it's good. Um, so 
Yeah. And another way you can track your status is I remember when I was losing weight, I think the most I ever lost like 30 pounds. I remember I was stalled at this weight. And one thing is take measurements. So kind of like take it out of your waist. Like I'm thinking I'm stuck at this weight and I haven't lost any weight, but I didn't realize I lost like two inches off my waist. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's where like waist trainers, like waist trainers are really popular right now for people. Um, so they'll get like, like women will get real cute, like waist trainers. That'll be like, you don't know what that is. It's basically like beads or like a, like a, um, it's a long chain of like beads or something like that, that you hook onto your waist Mm -hmm. And, um, that was like a corset, almost like a corset, but it basically like, so you, you hook it where you are now and then like you kind of mark where you want to be on the waist trainer. Yeah. So that's how like you figure out like, and you're like, oh, I need to lose like four inches off my waist. If you have like this long bead and you're like right here, like it has this much excess. Okay. I need this much. Um, I need to mark this place is this much more I need to lose. That's four inches or whatever, like an inch or what have you. So waist trainers, hella cool. If you like, you want to just keep track of that way. Um, I don't personally use them, but again, that's because I would feel it all the time and my brain would be like, we must be doing something. <laughs> We must work towards this goal, and I'll get impatient. Like that's part of the reason I don't track my progress, just because if it, my brain, if my brain doesn't see where it looks like it's significant enough, it'll be like, "What are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? Why isn't this happening the way I thought it was gonna happen?" So like, I basically just have to be consistent, and then be able, like, be surprised. I surprise myself. Like, oh my god, so And another thing, especially when in fitness, is probably just look at non-scale victories. I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Probably like, well, one thing is probably I want to hold a plank for a minute. Right. I mean, well, for two minutes. Yeah, I do that. Like, that's one of the things I do. Like, so when I work up into my intensities or whatever, like, I start at 30 seconds. And then, like, if I can hold, like, a plank at a minute, I'll be like, yay, me. Right? Like, and, like, I'm not shaking the whole time or whatever because, you know, planks are, like, hard on your core. Yeah, you didn't realize how long a minute is to hold the plank. Yeah. And then, like, you also have to remember when you're working out, like, you can't, like, focus on what you're doing because – you psych yourself out that's part of the psychology of it yeah like you're you'll be all like i can't do it i can't do it like if you think about it the whole time but if you're like oh my god what am i gonna do with my date on with jeremy for my date on friday or something <laughs> then like the 45 seconds goes by so much quicker and you're like oh my god is it over <laughs> so i guess music plays that mm-hmm. or listen to a podcast yeah this one on this mm-hmm. one yeah this one <laughs> Well, this is ramble about shit. Um, yeah, so I'm thinking you do want to get a combination of both of those. And I'm uh-huh. thinking another good thing, I guess, is like, what are some unexpected things that you realize when working out and reaching your fitness goals that you came across? <sighs> some things, some unexpected things that I came across when reaching my fitness goals. Um, I don't know. Like I said, the, the surprise thing really works because I had no idea how much I lost until I had to go to the doctor for like a physical. And she's like, oh, you're one. I'm not going to say what I was, but you're one, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you? Oh, my God. Well, for me, because usually when I wear skirts and dresses, I always have to put like deodorant or paraglide on me. But I remember when I lost some weight, I'm thinking, Oh my god, my thighs don't sweat as much. This is sweet. Right, yeah. Like, um, 
I can't like I like it when close did better too. That's yeah. so fun. Like one of the one of my goals without like like pressuring myself goals is to fit in like these white pants I have in my closet that I know <laughs> I can't fit into anymore. I'm like, I'm gonna fit into my bridesmaid dress and those pants. <laughs> right? And so like, um, it's like always a pleasant surprise when I put stuff on and I'm like, you feel yes, I did it. <laughs> right. So um I don't know if there's any other, like, unexpected, like, things that I came across. I mean, like I said, like, I was super surprised when I started again on Monday. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm ready to do everything. What are we going to do now? <laughs> like, right after I've been working on it. And sometimes people react because I remember when I visited some family in New Orleans, like, oh, look at you lost weight. I'm thinking, damn, was I really that big before? Exactly. Like, it was like, bro, like, when I when I visited my grandma, like I told you, that she was like, oh, you, I see you've lost some weight. She's like, because you also have lost your ass. And I'm like, wow. Thanks, Mommy. Granny. So rude. But, like, yeah. So, like, and people, like, but I think also, too, it's, it's like, uh, the unexpected, like, victory of losing weight is, like, how you feel. Yeah. Because, like, you know, when you're, like, heavier or whatever, obviously people can be happier when they're yeah. that way if, but I think if you're, you're being healthy and, um, you're happier, like, you have more energy, and when you have more energy, you can do more things, and when you can accomplish more goals, you're, like, typically mm, happy. Confidence go up, and yeah. you find that you are concentrating on a little bit more things, mm-hmm. and, of course, more options for clothes. Oh, yeah, girl. Gloss. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, hopefully, one of my goals is hopefully get to a smaller size, probably buy some new clothes and everything, mm-hmm. once I get, like, a new job and everything else, but, yeah. Yes. Um, all right, any other workout uh, things before we move So I'm on? thinking as a woman, you don't need to worry about if you want to lift weights, you won't get super duper massive like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it girl. would build up muscle, give you nice shapely curves. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fitness models on there. I mean, I probably won't think of a pervert with all these fitness women I've been following. Hey, you got to do what you got to <laughs> do to reach your goals. So make sure you eat healthy is also part of self-care mm-hmm. and probably... Uh, take out time for you and invest in you exactly all of those things i love everything belmarsh just said inspirational speaker hashtag (laughs) rule the world girl um now we're gonna move on to women who work in the workplace okay so i'm looking on the atlantic Mm -hmm. and they're saying there's a poll by the thompson water foundation that said these are the top five concerns of women that work number one well i'm gonna do number five Children and careers. Oh, yes. Number four, career options. Mm -hmm. Three, harassment. Mm -hmm. Two, equal pay. Mm -hmm. And number one is work-life balance. Oh, yes. So let's break those down, okay? So children. um, I've actually often noticed um, that, and this has actually been the case with both of the major, like, industries that I've been in with most of the jobs, both of my bosses, neither one of them have child had have children or had right. children. Anything like so I think it's interesting that a lot of people have this like thought process that if you want to be a successful working woman that you have to give up children yeah. or you have to like push them off to later in your life or something. Um which I don't think is true necessarily. I think there's I think that the society and the workplace is working against us a little bit because you get, 
I don't want to say stigmatized if you get pregnant as a woman on the workplace, but you do, you do get penalized a little bit because not only do they not give you leave, like maternal leave, or if they do, it's not that long. They also like, you know, you might face discrimination because you've decided to get pregnant. Like, oh, like, yeah, like, okay, she's probably slacking her work. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening, I guess this also plays into equal pay. Mm-hmm. I was listening to this one NPR, and they're saying how, let's say, to a man and a woman both get married, well, a man and a woman both go into law school, both become lawyers, both become married. Both have kids, but yet in the next five to ten years, the man's going to get more pay because generally the men are a little bit more free because even in this equal times, uh, child care still falls on the woman. Right. Thinking, okay, I'm sorry, I can't go to Atlanta. I have to go take care of my kid or I have to go take some time off because mm-hmm. my kid is sick because, right. you know, at the end of the day, it falls on mom. So the even mom's going to get stalled in her job growth or she's going to quit that high paying job and just go pay, uh, work at another place. It's a little bit more flexible with her schedule. Right. Um, which is uh, another thing that we talk about, which is not necessarily towards women, but is towards uh, most people, which is that um, this like nine to five or like eight to five, whatever you want to say, yeah. like job schedule does not really like there's been studies done by several like institutions that prove that it's not efficient. Like people yeah. should really be only working. What do they say? Like four days a week. Um, yeah, because if you can get done the work in the amount of time, thinking, okay, you have to stay sometime. Because I think some companies are experimenting with the four 10-hour days, mm-hmm. which sounds like a pretty interesting thing to do. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, I feel like, I feel like 8 to 5 just doesn't, like... I mean, and, and of course, at the same time, it doesn't work for a lot of people. Like, you want, like, a more flexible schedule. Like, uh, like oh, I would like to be able to, especially, like, if you're pursuing, like, more schooling or something. Like, oh, I'd like to be able to come in earlier this day so that I can attend night school at night. Yeah. Or I'd like to be able to take this whole entire day off so that, and then maybe work, like, supplement work, like, on a Saturday, like, half a day or something like that. Like, so... And, like, most people ask for this, like, I'm in several studies, like, of the workforce that is coming yeah. out today, which is us. It's like, okay, well, and this goes into work-life balance, like, okay, Yeah, which well, is the number one concern. Exactly. Like, I want to be able to make quality money, but also I want to worry about my health, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. I want to worry about my family goals. I want yeah. to worry about, uh, like, my social life. I want to be able to do this. Like, people have pack schedules and it's not all necessarily about work anymore like I can tell you right now that I have never been so busy in my entire life since I got this job <laughs> like like I have I haven't had a free weekend <sighs> when was the last time I had a free weekend oh my god um fuck uh i don't know like early was it earlier this month i don't even think it was earlier this month it may have been last month like i've only been in this job for two months and 10 days yeah when uh, i was on my unpaid internship sometimes i'd be like oh yeah we want you to come in on a friday go do some more testing and do some phlebotomy training and other stuff i mean and it was a really emotionally 
um, draining job. I feel right. like I don't have work-life balance. I just have this emotional feeling of dread just coming mm-hmm. in on Sunday thinking, crap, here we go again. Right, yeah. And, like, that's another good thing to bring up, um, like, for people is that, like, when you're in that kind of environment, you have to, like, take note. I think a lot of people, like, um, think mental health is, like, low on their self-care. Like, people always worry about, oh, what, like, my physical health and, like, um, you know, but they don't really think about emotional and mental health. Yes. Um, and, like, people will scoff at the idea of, like, a mental health day or something. But, yeah. like you have to you have to realize that if you go into work and you're not in the right headspace to be able yeah. to get anything done you've basically just wasted 8 hours doing basically nothing when you could have taken that day off refreshed maybe come up with some ideas for whatever your work is and gone in the next day and got like twice as much work done as you would have if you would come in regular, regularly scheduled. So, like, you have to... And, I mean, I was in that same position as Mars. Like, I was in... I mean, my job paid me, and it was, like, fine money-wise. But, like, I may have been financially uh, um, healthy, and but I was not physically healthy because mentally I wasn't healthy either. Like, it was, it was a terrible environment, which kind of can, like, segue into the idea, like, back to women, um, because my office is mostly women. Um, but this is not, like, a knock on mostly women offices. I think it's a knock on the culture that's been created, like, this workplace culture that's been created where if you're a woman, you have to compete with another woman right. to be able to get anywhere. Um, and that was the problem in this office. Like, the women did not want to collaborate and cooperate and uplift each other. It was about competition. and It was about basically, like, if you look bad, I look better. Right. And that's like you can't be in that type of environment and flourish in anything you do, because like when I was at that job, like I wasn't working out. I wasn't doing anything that I wanted to do, like passion wise, like I wasn't writing. Um, I couldn't think of any new ideas. I was like probably high level depressed. Like that's not the high functioning, high functioning. I probably had high functioning depression. Like nobody diagnosed me, but like I would come home. I'd have like, I was super angry all the time. Like I would get on the phone and all I would talk about is how mad I was about this job and who did this to me and who did that to me. Like, and like basically for a year and a half, I was in like a haze of like, just like I had an accident that year. Like it was terrible. So like you have to, this, if you're in that kind of environment, it will start to affect you outside of that environment. You can't just, like, escape it. Like, that's... Yeah, because that's what happened with me, because with this internship, they had me commuting places, like, an hour and 40 minutes away mm-hmm. from almost falling asleep on the road, and I'm um, 45, and nearly crashed, but I'm thinking, okay, this is too much, and then they moved me to another area, which is closer, they didn't pay for my parking, and of course, they want us to come in and smile every day. Mm-hmm. Of and course smile. they do. Yes. I, I mean, I just kind of, like, vent on and on about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, that that takes a toll on you. Like, that's negativity, and it eats you up. And so I think it's really sad, like, if you're in an environment, especially that's run by women, and, like, 
and it's just it was like structurally it really had a lot to do with management and HR so and like because they like I had tell you so many stories of Mm -hmm. people who would just blatantly get away with not doing their job it would fall on like especially black women it would fall on an underling like me or someone else and if we didn't get done then our ass was on the block our chopping block and it was like okay but like you basically threw this at me at the last hour and um like how was I supposed to be able to get this done or something so they set you up for failure and it's not cool so obviously well that that was a lame word but it's not it's not okay um so yeah you have to recognize when you're in places like this and you have to be very cautious because the people you have to and like this is like a thing I harp on all the time but you have to use your intuition like because I knew like one of the women in this office was a snake like the moment that like (laughs) uh like it only took me because I didn't interact with her that much but as soon as I moved positions like I moved up and I was in her vicinity more it was like she latched and it was like what can I do to make your life miserable? Mm. Like misery loves company. So you got to like anybody who constantly complains about their position or who constantly like who has no like respect, like because this woman like would she was like an assistant to the big boss and she would just go and do whatever she pleased. She would leave hours early and not come back. Like she would claim she's going to doctor's appointments and not come back. She would... Like, walk into her office in the middle of a meeting like she didn't care and nothing happened to her. She keyed another employee's car and nothing happened to her. Like, it is, it was ridiculous. Um, so you gotta, like, watch out for these people and make sure that you keep your eyes open. Um, yeah, but where was I going with this? I was going somewhere with this. Yeah, I'm thinking point is it's good to have that work-life balance and Mm -hmm. I'm guessing your work's so overwhelmed you're kind of bringing that work with you. Exactly, like you've got to like avoid fatigue and burnout and like that's a good, that's a good thing to bring up is that barrier. Like you have to, in order to have work-life balance, you have to leave work at work. Like for me, when I, um, when I leave work, I'm not, like, I may take this laptop home every day, but that's because I don't want to be responsible if somebody breaks into that freaking office and steals it. Like, I do not open that laptop up when I get home. I do not answer any of your emails um, after, like, 5 o'clock hits. I'm gone. Like, <laughs> so I put my phone on do not disturb at 8, so don't be calling me in the middle of the night. Like, you, when you set up those boundaries, like, you're you're able to let yourself and other people know, hey, this is what I will accept, and this is what I will not accept. And if somebody has a problem with what you will and will not accept, if it's within reason, then you don't need to be at that job. That's all I can say. And I know some people, for some people, that's hard because it's like, oh, but this is the best thing that I have. Yeah. But my whole thing is that, when you keep that mentality, you stay stuck in that place. Yeah. If you don't think that you deserve better, how are you going to get better? Yeah. So you have to, in order to be better, you have to, you have to go out and think better. You have to like go out and seize better. Like even, I think one of the things that's really interesting too, is that a lot of women have the problem um, when they're applying for jobs that right. they don't think 
they're qualified. Like they'll look at the job description and if they don't match everything, I don't remember where this came from. There's several studies out there that have like confirmed this, but if they don't match everything in the job description, they won't apply for it. Yeah. Whereas men will look at the position, skim over it, basically be like, I can do that shit. And will like, you know, apply for a job like without a second like thought. So I think women have a problem with, um, not just confidence issues, but like um, with with thinking that they can't grow and learn yeah. while they're there. It's really important that um, you constantly try to grow and you challenge yourself. And if the job description says that you need five years of marketing experience, girl, who gives a fuck? Just apply anyway. Like they people like often when they put together these job descriptions want to weed you out, like weed out the week, like oh. If I say five and you don't have the confidence to apply, I don't want you anyway. But if you can walk up in there, like I can, I'm telling you right now, when I like a, applied for the job that I have now, I didn't know anything about oil and gas. And I was up front. I was like, I don't know shit about oil and gas. But you know what? I didn't know shit about, um, uh, I didn't know shit about, uh, what? Healthcare. Healthcare. Well, not just that, but I didn't know shit about healthcare insurance, um, way health insurance. When I got to that job and I was writing articles for them left and right about how to share. Because I learned while I was there. Because that's what I do. So, and I told her that on the phone. I was like, if I can learn how to navigate health insurance, I'm pretty sure I can learn oil and gas. <laughs> um, so, like, when you go out and you apply for these jobs, you have to remember that it doesn't matter what it says. It's about what can I do? What can you bring to this group? Exactly. Like, even if you feel like you can't bring what they wrote, you say, oh, it doesn't matter because this is the specific skill sets I have and I can be better than what you wrote. Your words are not limitations to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Word. Work it. Um, so let's see. What else? What are other common problems that you, you face in the workplace? Bell Mars. Let's see. Well, I guess besides burnout, uh, I guess the classic, what happens if you don't get along with a coworker? Please, you don't have to get along with your coworkers. I mean, let's be like, I think that's another like work-life balance thing. Like you, you were taught manners, okay? Yeah. By your mama, hopefully, I would hope. Okay, so when you go into work, if you don't click with somebody, you're just polite as hell. And um, if the per per person is problematic enough to where they're trying to, like, throw you under the bus or they're trying to cause trouble for you, like, whenever they ask you to do something or whenever they want to talk to you, I would either avoid them or I would say, oh, send me that in an email <laughs> to make sure, girl, paper trail everything, okay? I had to do that with one of my coworkers at my last job. Mm -hmm. um, this this man um, would kind of like claim that, oh, he did this, this, and this, and there was no proof, but it would be your word against his. Right. So I, what I started doing was, okay, cool, send me that in an email. And if he didn't send me that in an email, I would just like act surprised, like, oh my God, he asked me to do that? I don't remember shit of this, okay? Because I ain't got no email. 
All right. So you you always have paper of everything so you can show superiors, so you can show HR, so you can back up whatever you're trying to say. And I would avoid that person as much as possible. If you don't have to work with them, bye, bitch. Don't come near my cubicle or my office or my space or my breathing bubble. <laughs> well, I actually found another site that has a little bit more detail. They say 50 issues that women still face in the workplace. Ah. Pregnancy discrimination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sexual harassment, gender pay gap, yeah, race and ethnicity, mm-hmm. climbing that ladder, that's right, setting that room temperature. Oh, yes, it's so cold in my office. Appearances. Mm-hmm. Oh, work-life balance, ego clashes. Ah, mm-hmm. fear. I could my wrist there in fear. Exclusion from the boys' club. Yeah, so that's a good segue to um into not how to not turn into a man (laughs) um i think what a lot of people and like you also have to realize that um men will try to use this as a way to kind of like put you down like well they'll be basically be like oh man you're basically like one of us you're not even like they'll try to like demean you as if you're not attractive or you don't have feminine qualities because you are dedicated at your job and you are doing better than them at your job and you are um you are climbing the ladder and you're more successful than others at your job and like they'll basically use this and if you come off even slightly cold or straightforward, or hell, even just blunt, like, I want this, like, that's, like, that's all of a sudden taken as a manly type of thing, especially if you're in charge, women are always, like, boss lady, boss bitches women are always taken (laughs) to, as, to see as, seen as men, because, like, they typically follow this formula that I said before. Like, they don't have any children. They're really dedicated to their job. It's really, yeah. like, their primary focus. And they are coming off and they're giving you orders. Like, it's no business. Like, hey, I need you to get this done. Hey, can you do this for me? Hey, can you do that? And it's just, they'll use that as a way to diminish you and demean you. Like, oh, you're basically a man. Or, I'm better than you and you're frightened. <laughs> okay? So... Like, I think one of the things, the, like, best things to do, especially with these, like, poser men or whatever, is, again, like, like, block out the haters, okay? Like, you, like, you're, especially if it's your underling, I would just look at him like, boo bitch, okay, (laughs) and go get me my coffee like I asked you to, okay? (laughs) Like, hmm. Another issue, office favoritism. Oh, yeah, that's. Unfortunately, that's unavoidable. Even where I'm at right now, like it's it's a really good company, but they like are openly nepotist. They will hire like people within families. Like there's several people with the same last name, but that's inevitable. I think the best thing for you to do almost is to kind of play into it. Like you like make friends with who you know you can click with and you who you know you can can get yeah. you places and you just kind of ignore like you know when other people unless of course you do you might run into the problem of like your boss and some other like female or something like she's his favorite she's he's 
She is, yeah, she's his favorite. Sometimes I get my problem. He's her favorite, yeah. So, and she'll, like, whisper in his ear or something like, oh, I don't like that bitch. And all of a sudden, like, you're being exiled or whatever. And at that point, if it's to that high level, I would say, like, do you really want to be there? I mean, even if it's a job you love, and I'd hate to, like, be that way, but, like, you, I would hope that whatever like field you were in, you could find another job somewhere else. Yeah. Because that's, you can't move in that way. Cause even going to like, I think the problem a lot of women run into too, is trying to go to HR about these things. And yeah. then like, you know, there's so much favoritism, even in like, they get strategic people in strategic places. Like, if the boss is friends with the head of HR, how the fuck are you going to get this man reported yeah. if, like, this woman over here or this man or whatever is like, <laughs> you know, like, so um, if you feel like you're blocked out on all sides, that's when I would say, okay, leave. But if you don't, like, if you feel like you can get into HR and, like, do what you need to do, then you do that. Um, yeah. Is unsupportive managers... Oh, yeah, that's a fucking worst. Yes. I had one of those at my last job, too. That time of the month. That's what I'm feeling right now. Which happened to me on one of my jobs, because I was working the night shift, and I was the only female on there. It was that time of the month, and there was no tampons, and I can't really ask the guy, thinking, hey, you brought me a pad or he something. He brought me, like, a... Yeah, so I had to, like, go on my lunch break to this gas station that was open 24 hours. God for shell. Thank you, Shell. Um, but yeah, um, and gender biasness is another one. Yeah. Like, if you're on an interview, get thrown the curveball. Are you married? Do you plan on having children? I can safely say that I've actually never had that happen to me. Um, no, because I've mostly, I've never, have I ever been interviewed by a man? Well, maybe, maybe I have, and I didn't want the job anyway, so I didn't remember. But the jobs that I have wanted that I've interviewed for, like, I've been interviewed by women, and they've never asked me that question. Yeah, I love the interview um, ask that question. But, um, like, uh, I guess a tip for if someone does ask you that question, like, oh, are you married, or do you have any children? I would say, um, well, do you have a problem with that? <laughs> that would be my comeback. I would be like, why? Why are you asking I'm me thinking, that? Oh, what relevance does it have on the position? Exactly. You, if you don't want to word it as sassily as I just said it, yeah, you can word it as well. Mar said said, I'm like, oh, will my personal life have any um, impact on my position? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, you just girl, bat your eyes and play dumb. Like, I'm not sure why. Like, can you explain more? Yeah, like, and watch him just stumble into. <laughs> Like, oh, well, um, yeah, bitch, I thought so. Let's move on to the next question. So my salary requirements are <laughs> 100K a year. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, and that's another good thing. Like, don't be afraid to negotiate. Yes. Especially in interviews. Like, if you know, like, look up, like, the median salary of whatever position you're going into. Calculate what you can bring to a job and then be all like, okay, this is what I want. If they say, oh, we're willing to offer you this, oh, can I have 50000 instead? Like, they're like, oh, well, we'll give you forty five. What about fifty? Because I can do this, this, and this. You won't have to trade me or something. Right. Or you can be like, okay, forty five k, cool. Um, is there availability for raise in this position? Or What's your It's not just mentor? also the, the price. What right. about benefits? Exactly. Like, what kind of benefits are you giving me? What kind of upward momentum does this company have? Right. What kind of... Uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? The R word. What kind of uh raises? No, um reimbursement? No, no, you know the turnover. Why did I say R? What's the turnover rate of this company? What um I don't know why. What is wrong with me? But um yeah, so you make sure you ask all these questions in the interview. Um, don't just kind of like be dainty and be like, okay, I'll take like no, like you cement yourself when you set your standards and you're like, okay, I, I know what I want. Um, if you project big bitch energy, you will be taken as a big bitch. Okay. <laughs> not the bad bitch. Well, no. also, yeah, bad bitch. Bad bitch. I mean, good bad bitch. Good bad, bad bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a, we like you big bad bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's it. Um, yeah, like, listen, girl, just put your foot down and gain respect. Because, like, I, like, totally, like, my boss, my boss now, sorry, somebody else, I was like, bitch, we're inside. Um, My boss right now, I completely respect her because I can give an example right now. Like, I, we had this event and we typically get surveys back from our team of people to kind of see how the event went and the impact it had and, like, what changes we should make. So they had... Mm, two weeks to do the survey and they didn't do it so mm. the week afterwards i was tasked with basically emailing the shit out of them <laughs> to get them to do the survey that they did not do because like a couple people didn't do it so i was like hey do your survey hey do your survey so i sent them about three four emails three four five emails um and like a couple people still didn't do it so um my big back bitch boss basically stepped in and she was like in her email she basically was like uh yeah so your time has run out to fulfill this survey you need to get it done now <laughs> and guess what people apologize and we're like i'm so sorry i thought i did this and like part of me was kind of jealous that like oh all she had to do was basically be like do it now and they did it and i like you just ignore the fuck out of me <laughs> for a whole week but at the same time i was like what can i do to get to that level okay like what do i need to do what whose head do i need to bash in to be able to, to be able to be all like bitch do the survey and they do it then assertive <laughs> yes. So, do we work, girl? Work. It's What's work. that song? Work, bitch. Um, yes. Yes, things work, bitch. And then Rihanna's work, 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 work. Let me get back to work, work, work. Exactly. So, all right, Belmars, uh, do you want to take another quick break and then we'll come back and tell people about masturbation? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Yay! Back. It's time for advice from sinners, because that's what we are. Sinners. <laughs> so, Belmars, do you want to go first in your lovely, yes. lovely? This one's by Unimaginable on our relationships. Am I overreacting to boyfriend's jokes? So she is 24 years old and uh -huh. boyfriend's 29. Uh-huh. But I'm a grad student in STEM, and I was working two weeks straight without weekend break during experiment preparation. Boyfriend, 29 male, is not an academe. He's in another type of profession. He's another type of professional. However, for my story, we've been dating and partially able. He should understand how stressful this place is. Anyway, I was at the completion of preparing these experiments and was stressing out over finalizing stuff. Everything worked out for the most part, but I still need to triple check things. While I was having some anxiety over whether or not I continue checking a portion of my complete experiment, 
My boyfriend made the comment that you don't belong here. At the high-profile school I'm a graduate, grad student at, as a joke. I didn't laugh. I just stared at him, and he just, like, just kidding, and gave me a hug. I understand he meant it as a joke, but, one, I didn't think it was funny. I didn't even understand how that statement could be a punchline. Two, he hasn't been supporting me otherwise in, in any way besides talking on the phone while I was stressed out about something. Even then, he didn't directly encourage, example, you're smart and capable, you can do just some generic things. Three, I told him before that because of the stressful and highly competitive environment, I have an insecurity about not being good enough sometimes, especially as a woman in a heavily dominated male field. Mm -hmm. Seems like he wasn't sensitive to this at all. I laughed it off in first, but later told me it was mean, it wasn't funny or appropriate over text. He responded like, yeah, sorry, and that I should be able to laugh at jokes since I've been at school for so long and that he was just teasing. And I teased him before about his profession, so I should be fine with this. I still don't think that was important. Too long didn't read. Boyfriend made a joke how it didn't belong in my grad program. Well, I was super stressed out, but I I felt like it was uncalled for and inappropriate. And he's just trying to convince me otherwise. Am I reacting? Nah, your boyfriend's a tactless idiot. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a douche joke. I'm yeah. thinking it's something you say like, yeah, dude. I don't think you're overreacting. I can't understand we seeing your hurt. You're mm -hmm. actually at a high emotional thing because you're a grad student. Mm -hmm. You're invested so much years of your life into something. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, here you are at this high-ranking school and then say you don't belong here. I mean, unless it's something referenced to, like, some dude what said that to you, yeah, and then, okay, it might be a joke, ha-ha, whatever, but I think it's kind of inappropriate. Yeah, especially for your boyfriend. What's wrong with you? Like, I would get into some random dude, like you said, like, oh, you don't belong here. Like, shut up, random dude. Who the hell are you? Go away. Like, but, like, y'all are in a romantic relationship. Like, I wouldn't want to go out with this man if... That was what he did. Even if y'all are just, like, kind of, like, casually dating. Like, I don't need people around me that aren't supportive. Like, so, you can go sit your ass down somewhere else without a girlfriend, you stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, yeah, it's still pretty inappropriate. And I'm thinking you're kind of right to feel that way. Exactly. Like, no, girl, please, you're not overreacting. You just need to break up with him. Just break up with him. Shit. That's my advice for everything, y'all. <laughs> just break up with him. Hmm. I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm thinking if this if this is just one incident, I'm thinking, dude, not okay, just explain that to him. See see how dichotomous we are? <laughs> I'm over here like break up with his ass. <laughs> no, I've only been dating for eight months. I'm eating mints, that's why I sound funny. <laughs> <laughs> like and um are you that attached to him? I say that, but Shit, I'm going crazy over some dude I'm not even in a relationship with right now. <laughs> um, alright. You got anything else to ask? Yeah, I'm just thinking, really, you're kind of justified in how you feel. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm thinking really stressed out. Once Don't belittle your fears. Yeah, I'm thinking once you do that, just take some time out for you, girl. And exactly. relax. Relax. Alright. My turn. My 20 female... Wait, what? My oh she's a twenty year old female. I'm so bad at Reddit sometimes. Yeah. My boyfriend, what is he's twenty three, doesn't want to have sex with me anymore. There's still love and affection, but it's hurting my self esteem and creating problems. Do I suck it up or does it mean we're incompatible? Alright, I'm gonna do a short version of this. They've been dating over a year now. They met at university, so they moved quickly. They're pretty loving, um, but it's been confusing because their sex life has dropped massively. 
They used to get it on like rabbits, having sex three times a week. But now it's most every ten days. And when he does have sex, they have when they do have sex, he doesn't seem to enjoy it. And she has to initiate, and that's no fun. Like, you know, for women to have to initiate, and he doesn't do foreplay, bitch, what? Break up with his ass. Um, even though he's very physically attracted, I mean, physically affectionate, she doesn't feel like he's attracted to her anymore, and it's impacting her self-esteem. She's spoken to him about it, but he hasn't given her a reason, except this one time when he was like, you used to cry during mid-sex, and we'd have to stop, and it could be the reason. Like, bitch, what do you mean it could be? Either it is or it isn't. You didn't bring it up for no reason. Obviously, you think it's a problem. But she claims that they she hasn't done this for a while. Um, and then he has a whole bunch of different things he's doing this year, blah, 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 nobody cares. And also, she's been, like, looking at men like, mm, what a fine piece of ass. And she feels guilty, which, girl, whatever. Like, attractive is attractive. I look at everybody, and I'm like, what a fine piece of ass. So, she's like, the lack of sex has become an elephant in the room, that arguments, um, and it's have, driving a wedge between them, and she's like, what do I do, friends? And your friends are just like me, and they're like, break up with him! <laughs> Girl, great friends. Um, she's like, relationships are things to work on, and I love him, and we are still affectionate, so let me know what I should do. Well, aside from me just telling you to break up with him, like, that's my go-to answer for every yeah, shit man I think situation. Yeah, I not a lot of compatibility in you sexually. Yeah, like, I mean, I get it. Like, somebody crying mid-sex would kind of, if, like, a man just burst out crying mid-sex with me, I would probably, too, be like, what the fuck? But then at the same time, I'd also sit down and be like, what's going on? Because she said she cried mid-sex because she had a phase where, um, she used to cry during breakup sex with her exes, like oh. her ex. So it's like a psychological type thing at this point. Um, so yeah, girl, like if he was any sort of real man, he would have sat down with you and been like, "Hey, um, why are you crying though? <laughs> um, what can we do <laughs> to work on this?" Um, so yeah, I can't believe I ever got to mention that, but that's important. Um, so yeah, um, he. He's like, oh, this could be the reason. Well, if it could be the reason, then why didn't you ask me, hey, why are you crying during sex? Am I doing that badly or something like that? Something that bad. Exactly. That would be the first thing i say as a man. Like, did I do something wrong? <laughs> are you hurt? What's wrong with you? Why are you crying? <laughs> like, Is it like, oh, no, no, it's fine. Just keep going. <laughs> girl listen like oh if you really want to keep this man which whatever he don't sound that great anyway y'all are in university you young how old are you 20 you don't know how old I should, is he? 23 i shouldn't say you don't know what love is but you young like you probably gonna have 30,000 first loves within like a year or something whatever um i say this is a 24 year old but like i mean you're young like I think maybe you think you love this guy, but, and she's like, I never cheat on my boyfriend, but, like, you looking at other people, which is fine, I don't think, like, appreciating somebody else's attractiveness is a sign of a cheater. Belle Mars is attractive as hell, but you don't see me trying to take her clothes off. I mean, like, of course, I don't take your clothes off. Either. Exactly. <laughs> like... This is not what we do. We're best friends. We don't do these things. But, like, I can appreciate the man's attractiveness. 
or a woman's attractiveness and not want to do anything with them. Like, like I like, do you know how many attractive men I ran across in college that and I just did nothing about it? <laughs> and I was just like, mm. but you know what I did do? I was like, that's going to be my masturbation fantasy tonight. That's what I'm going to do. So maybe if you really want to work on this, you sit down, you talk with him, you'd be like, hey, you stupid bitch, what's going on? Just like that. Just like that. Say it just like that. Be like, you stupid bitch, what the hell is going on? Um, What's like, you mentioned before that it could be the crying thing. I just want to let you know that's bullshit because I haven't done that in months. So what's really going on? Okay? Because you did say that he um has new interests and new friends, I guess. So they don't spend enough quality time together. And when they do, he just wants to watch TV. So he just sounds like a lazy ass. Which Belmarsh just proved the ass is a lazy muscle. So he's even lazier than lazy. Like normal lazy. Okay? <laughs> so all I'm saying is is that he doesn't sound like he's putting much effort sexually. Fine, he's affectionate. But I, like, hug my dude friends all the time. And they don't, again, try to take off my clothes whenever <laughs> they see me. So that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have very attractive friends, but I don't take out their clothes. Exactly. Like, I, I'm a, I'm affectionate with a lot of people, but that doesn't mean that I want to tongue them down on a bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, again, like, this goes back to the thing we said last week of how sex is not, like, the most important thing, but it's still, if it's something you want and it's something you think is important, then... Like, maybe you should, like, you should either sit down with him and talk to him about it and be like, okay, listen, we're not moving from here till we come up with a solution. And if you don't want to come up with a solution, then I can pack my shit and leave. Bye. Yeah. Exactly. Um, like, last yeah, exactly. Give him an ultimatum. Um, or you can drive him insane by, like, you know, you can determine if he's still sexually attracted to you by masturbating, like, just, like, when you think he's going to be around. <laughs> just, just. And be real loud about it. That's all I'm saying. Just, yeah. oh, just exaggerated as hell. <laughs> yes. Like and, a banshee. Yeah, like a well, banshees are sad. More like a like a harpy. <laughs> Harpies are just loud. Um, yeah. So, but a girl like my my top advice would be break up with his ass, like, and go like have a little powwow with one of those men you've been looking at. Ow, ow. Um, and see how that goes, but I wouldn't waste your time. You're 20 years old. There are plenty of fish in the sea. Both literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about just masturbation in general. <laughs> so, masturbation. Can you do too much? Can you do too little? Who knows? So I'm guessing should we just talk about personal? <laughs> Do you want to talk about personal? Or oh yeah, don't, don't. Let's see. Yeah, I'm not gonna like go into like. But well, I'm thinking as a female that yes, it's not often talked about. So I'm guessing probably feel empowered that yes, yes. as a female, as a female master baiter. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is the idea. A lot of women. I'm not sure if there's any difference between men who don't masturbate and women who don't masturbate. But for me, yes, I do. Occasionally flick the bean. Mm-hmm. I I as well. And um, we can actually talk about uh, female ejaculation because I have an article about it right here. Yeah. Can every woman do it? Let's find out. 
everything you want to know about squirting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I seen that in like porn videos the first time thinking, whoa, women can do that. Exactly. Some people think, oh no, it's just pee. I'm thinking, really? No, it's not the same. So, I mean, of course, you get a group of lesbians they figure out how a woman can ejaculate. Exactly. You could be, listen, lesbians. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, can women actually ejaculate like, like men? Let's figure it out. Vaginal ejaculation is the expulsion of fluid through the urethra during sexual arousal, but not necessarily orgasm. Yeah, so you can still ejaculate, but not orgasm. So remember that, children. You may be all like, huh? But it's not the same. Yeah, like, I mean, you guys know? can have like dry ejaculate, well, dry orgasms. Dry orgasms, yeah. Um, uh, it's called squirting, uh, but what women define as ejaculation varies widely, and there is no accepted scientific standard for qualifying as a female ejaculation by the volume of speed of the expulsion. So, um, a forceful stream of liquid mind, one might feel a gushing sensation. It's different from, because we're different. We're all different. Yes, it uh, tends to range about 30 to 150 milliliters. Which you may drop or you soak your bed cheeks. Mm. So if you've ever been in bed and you've done it and you're like, mm, what's that pool of liquid? You just ejaculated. Congratulations, mm. you were squirter. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Where does the fluid come from? Um, it does come from the bladder. Um, the researchers found urea cre- creatine. Did you say that word? PFC. <laughs> Your, uh, urea, creatine, uric yeah. acid. Yeah, thanks. Um, all major comp- components of urine in the secretion of all seven study participants. Um, but it's not pee. Mm. Like, don't come over here and be like, pee. No, it's not. Um, isn't real that people just need to go to the bathroom. No, that's not it. Um, it's urease through your urethra, but it's found to resemble enzymes found in the male prostate fluid. Hmm. Um, it sits between the bladder and the penis, if you don't know. Yay, and secretes fluids to help nourish the sperm. Um, it, it contains small amounts of urine, but the additional research suggests that the milky white fluid comes from the skin's glands, which are tucked inside the wall of your vagina near the urethra sponge right at the G-spot. Mm. So, ladies, G-spot. Okay, do you know where that is? If you don't know where that is, Look around. Somebody <laughs> looking. You take your fingers. <laughs> well, you stretch yourself probably first. Don't and cut your nails. Like don't. make sure your nails are clean and they're cut and trimmed properly. Yes. Trimmed. You don't have any rings on. Don't do that either because don't. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to get lost in there. But like you stick them and you kind of just like curve curve upwards. upwards. Yeah, like you want to aim up and like just kind of. Make a come hither motion. <laughs> should be like the soft, spongy area. Yes. Um, um, the location. Wait, hold on. Sorry. The location explains why sensation along the serotonin zone have been associated with the vaginal ejaculation. Um, let's see. There have been many studies done about whether or not it's related to menstrual cycle or pregnancy, but it hasn't been proven. What else? Can all women ejaculate? Um, uh, is portrayed blah 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 blah. Um, yet only 10 to 50 percent of women experience involuntary ejaculation. We don't know how this expulsion is triggered. It is impossible to know at this time whether some women may be more or less prone to experience it or not. Hmm. Um, not every person can, um, which is sad. 
Yeah. Unless you're like you like clean bed sheets, and then it's not sad. I mean, you probably like when you prepare for like put towels or something under it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh huh. Let's see. What does it say? Um. It can be learned. Ooh, it G-spot stimulation increases the probability of being able to experience it. Such cultures have said that it can be learned. It's likely that the sensation before vaginal ejaculation holds people back from releasing their muscles and allowing it to happen. It can feel like you have to pee. That's why people think it's pee. They're like, hey, pee. No, you just have to. Yeah, because I guess really when you're in the moment, you don't feel like, oh, no, I don't want to pee on his fingers. Or exactly, something. yeah, but it's, it's not. It's something different. It's a shame and embarrassment. But don't be ashamed. Be like men when they ejaculate all over the place. Just be like, here you go, have it. Yeah, but then I guess after they like ejaculate from something, I'm thinking they have like sudden clarity on everything, like uh, that post nut clarity. Yeah. There you go. So give it a try, ladies. Um. So Belmars, have you ever? Have I? Huh. Well, I remember this one section I thought was pee, and I remember I was, you know, experimenting with myself and a bunch of liquid, but it only happened once, and I was by myself. It's happened several times for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's several times. In fact, like, if it doesn't happen, I get mad. <laughs> I'll be all like, wait, why not? <laughs> What did I do wrong? <laughs> but yeah, now I've learned how to do it. And I can I can pretty much do it every single time. Sweet. Yes. I need to practice. Exactly. Step up my game. Step up your game, girl. So ladies, um, yeah, flick the bean. I don't know why people think I I feel like like men are like, oh my god, women masturbate? Yes, bitch. How else are we supposed to get off? I saw this article actually on this Facebook group I follow, and it was like my um my girlfriend like masturbates after. Well, no, he said he said oh my girlfriend would insist that I go to the shower like before her, and I didn't know why, and now I found out it's because she masturbates. Why does she do that? And this woman lied to him in this Guardian article, and basically was like oh some women just want another orgasm. No, bitch, just because you didn't give her one. That's why she's doing it. We know how to give give ourselves an orgasm, okay? Yeah. You men just don't, like, put in enough effort sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think say women reach their sexual peak at 30 is because women reach their sexual peak at 30 or because women are, are not no longer playing nice because I guess guys mm-hmm. discover themselves sexually earlier on yeah. teenager and mm-hmm. women later on think you know what instead of just getting hit pleasure and work on my pleasure at 30. exactly which i did not wait till 30 i was like bitch i'm getting it now <laughs> my own orgasm. exactly like any man that is with me now is just like um are you done because if you are then you can like get out and get dressed and i will give myself one because <laughs> i'm time for this because now i know what i like what strange shit I'm into. Exactly. Apparently, if you're into BDSM, you have better sex. But we can talk about that some other time because we are, like, about to hit, like, probably, like, over two hours. So, Bell Myers, any closing thoughts for our listeners? So I'm thinking women, just seriously, like, our episode, just work it. Yes. Work on yourself by working out, work at, at work, and I'm guessing working out, all three of those can also help your sex life. Exactly, girl. Yes. Um... I was about to say something totally inappropriate, but I won't. Um, <laughs> I was about to be like, you can be like me and hate on guys at work, but don't. Um, <laughs> Good job, Heather. 
HR will come and get you. Um, so yeah, um, yes, definitely like girls, women, ladies, whatever you go by, continue to work it. Okay. Like it's all about women working. Um, and it's women's history month. Um, maybe we'll close out the month next week by doing like a little women's history thing. I don't know yet. I did not plan today. It was terrible. Like I was like driving over here and I was like, I have nothing fucking prepared. <laughs> I did a pretty good week in it. Yeah, we did. Listen, like this reminds me of when we first started, but I like, but better. Like, <laughs> yay us. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys, have a good week. Make sure to confront all of your problems and your issues. Please send us your questions at allconfrontation at gmail.com. And, um, we'll see you next week. Um, uh, I'm going to a baby shower. Yay! Yay, babies. We remember you can't have babies and be a successful woman. Women can't have it all. Michelle Obama actually said that. Exactly, Michelle. All right. Uh, have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.